Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Herspiration Happy Hour, episode 24. And today, I'm, I'm loving this conversation, first of all, because I am a very fearless living person. And so it's amazing to have with us another amazingly fearless person. Um, so we're going to discuss living outside of fear. And so our guest today is educator, speaker, author, Miss Ashley Little. Is it Miss or Mrs.? It's Miss. I'm not married yet. <laughs> so we have Miss Ashley Little. So tell a little bit about yourself. Yes. So my name is Ashley Little. I work in corporate by day. Um, by night, I am an entrepreneur, a best-selling author of Fear Fear, Volume 2, 18 Powerful Lessons of Living Your Best Life Outside of Fear. I just released another book, Hello Queen, and it's a devotional. And I have another one coming out in January that I released as well to be um, January 9th, Girlfriend Code Volume 1. And um, speaker, 4X business owner, teach people how to trade the foreign exchange market, as well as co-founder of Sweetheart Styles Nonprofit 501c3, co-host of the Tammy Collins Marquee radio show, as well as blogger and media for Black Women Hustle and board member and blogger for Black Girls Create International. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I wear a lot of different hats. Yes, and, and, and because of all of that, we're definitely going to have uh, quite a few questions for you, especially with balancing your time. Oh my goodness. And so we don't have uh, a bartender today, but I'm actually drinking water now because my Sunday fun day, I started out doing a vision board brunch and we was having the, the holiday mimosa I was telling you about. And um, so I, I'm going to have the water today, but my drink preference earlier was just a holiday mimosa, which was, uh, it's my orange juice, champagne, variations of champagnes, and uh, triple sec. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so we had a really good vision board brunch today, so I'm really excited to, uh, you know, probably start hosting a few of those, but I have, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to how you manage your time, because I have a lot going on, and I would love to have this, you know, inserted into a little bit of more of my time. So let's talk, let's talk perspiration. So first of all, let's talk about fear because you, you just, you have, you're putting out all of these great books and you have a book about, you know, living life outside of fear. So what is fear to you? What, you know, why do you also feel like, you know, or do you feel like it's debilitating and then how do you learn to live outside of it? Well, fear is false evidence appearing real. So it's, it's not real. So that's, that's fear. So I think a lot of us, um, I think all of us have some type of fear, but the difference is enduring and stepping out and not being afraid to take risks and being uncomfortable. You know, a lot of us, you know, we feel like we're perfect and we're not. Nobody's perfect. And we're afraid to take those risks because of what might be on the other side. But you would never know until you take it. And if, you, if it don't work out, then get up, dust yourself off and continue to push through. You know, you're not going to always take a straight shot when you jump, you know? That's part of the process, agree. right? You agree, so, yeah. Uh, we have to embrace that and understand that we can't let fear paralyze us. We have to step out of it, take those risks, be okay with being uncomfortable because we don't like being uncomfortable because we don't like how it feels, but we have to. It's necessary for us. So that's how I, you know, live my best life outside of fear, understanding that I'm not going to let fear stop me. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it scared. And I'm just going to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. That's, I definitely agree. I live pretty fearless because I walk with faith. And I think yes. it's 
long as my faith is there, I have yeah. nothing to fear. Yeah. That's not, a, I think, worry. You don't, you have no gains. It's what's going to change the circumstance with worry. So I feel, I feel as though I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to walk in fear as long as I feel like my faith is where it needs to be. You're right. My faith in God is definitely put that, definitely give him all the credit for everything. Oh, that would be where I'm at without him. And you're right. As long as your faith is there, it's faith over fear. Absolutely. Correct. Yes. So you're now you got this other book. You mentioned you have two other books. One book just came out and you're releasing a second one. But I was going to ask you about when you wrote The Dear Fear of Volume Two, The Powerful Lessons of Living Your Best Life Outside of Fear. And then so next to fear, what does it really mean to live your best life? There's a song about living your best life. There's a lot of people saying, oh, I'm just living my best life. But what does that really mean? What does that mean to you to just live your best life? Everybody living your best life. Just think like everybody's success is different for every, each person is different for, right? So living your best life meaning to me is dreaming big. You know, not letting nothing stop me, trusting the process. Definitely putting God first because I can't do nothing without him. And it's trusting that process because we only have one life. So yeah. go ahead and go for it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do and you're passionate about, don't go ahead and do it. And regardless if you have a team on your side or what you got to encourage yourself, go yeah. do it. So that's what it means living your best. I mean, I'm going to accomplish it. I'm going to get it done regardless of the eyes that are against me. I'm going to get mm-hmm. it done, you know, and I'm going to push through regardless of the storms that come. You know, because I think a lot of us think that it's going to be a straight shot. No, you're going to have some bumps. You're going to have some seasons you're going to go through. But it's all about enduring it and pushing through to get to that finish line. Because the crushing is necessary for us to get there. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. So, yeah. so while we're talking about your books, I'm curious about the girls one. That was Girlfriend, a, yeah. Girlfriends Chronicle. Yeah, what? Girlfriends um, um, Code Volume 1. Girlfriend code. What? Let's talk about that. Girlfriend code. What is what is that? Well, those healthy relationships without girlfriends, we all go through it. And I'm talking about different codes that we're talking about. Maturity code. We're talking about hierarchy code. We're talking about seasonal code. And I'm talking about the seasonal code. Because we have to understand that everybody is not meant to be a lifetime friend. People come in your life for seasons. Sometimes for us to help them, sometimes for them to help us, and sometimes they're just there for that season. And a lot of us let that hurt us, that let us make us bitter, and when they walk away, we're mad. We have to embrace that. We can't get mad. That means they can't go to that next level. That means that their time is up for that part of of our lives. And some people are lifetime. You will know the difference, but I think some people don't know the difference, and they want to call everybody your best friend. They want to call everybody a lifetime friend. When that person's not meant to be there, for a lifetime, they're just there for that season. And when we hold on to that, we become we become toxic, and the relationship becomes toxic. We have to trust God that when that person walks away, their their time is up. Whether it's a you know good or bad, let it go. You know because He's going to provide the divine connections, the people that we need to help us get to the next level. And I, I just really am ready for that book to come out because I really think it's going to bless a lot of people with our girlfriend relationships. We got to know who's maturing cold. You know, the hierarchy recalled, the honesty code. All of those codes are important in our relationship. Yeah. Where are you finding time to do all of this writing? <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to say this. I, I work throughout the night, too. I do get some sleep, but I, I work throughout the night as well. 
when I come home from corporate America, I take my hat off and I put my other hats on. And of course, I don't do everything on every day. When I have my days and I do different things, so yeah. yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm like that. I write, but I blog, but I blog for my business, so I don't really have a whole lot of time to write my own personal things or my own business blogs for myself. I feel like okay, if I can get paid, I'm gonna take the pay and yeah. <laughs> do it myself. So it's kind of a good place to be in. So let's talk about the organization. You you're the co-founder of Sweetheart Scholars nonprofit organization. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I founded that with three other awesome co-founders mm -hmm. this year, February 5th, 2018. We we founded it in North Carolina where I'm from. That's where we wanted to start it at. So we found it there. And we found that there was a gap with our African-American women, our girls, and they were being overlooked for scholarships and awards. So we went back to be the change that we wanted to see to fill that gap. And mm -hmm. our goal was to give out two scholarships in May of this year, this past, but we ended up giving out four. So four deserving young ladies to help them go to college, try to pay them, help them financially for college for four years, as well as mentorship. They had to go through a very intense process, mm -hmm. which was an interview, you know, a confessor letter, community service letter, um, we had to see their GPA, of course, their acceptance letter. So we went through a very intense process, and we, I'm very happy we were able to give out over $5,000 out of our own class first, because we believe that if it's your vision, you should invest in your own vision first. Yeah. And of course, we're looking for sponsorships and investors now, but we're looking to expand it in different areas, and we continue to grow. we got some great things coming up before the year is out, and as far as next year, to give out more scholarships. But yes, reaching back, pulling forward for our young girls, for our generation, because they need us, and we wanted to go back and fill that gap, and that's what we did. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. So how is the collaboration working with three other women? It's good, you know, we, it's all, you know, we have maybe three or two of us are type A, and the other two probably got type B, type A, a little mixture. So it's, it's a good balance. So you just have to, you know, I'm in a sorority too. So I've been, you know, I'm a Delta as well. So sisterhood is, I'm all about the women. We all, I've been working with women all my life. So I, I do know that the collaboration is definitely important for anybody in business, in corporate America, collaboration over competition. And I think a lot of people miss the boat and they don't, their, their brand can't go for so far because they're not willing to collaborate. When you're collaborating, you're, you're actually tapping into other people's networks and you build building those general relationships and you mm -hmm. actually can grow your brand faster. But I think a lot of us don't have that mindset yet and we're intimidated. We can't be intimidated. There's room for all of us to get there. And until we move that, that mentality, some people's brand is not going to go for so far because they're not willing to collaborate. Collaboration is important. It's so important. And I'm a big believer in it. You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in reciprocal relationships, too. Oh, because yeah. it shouldn't be one side. It should be, how can I help you? And how can you help me? And how can we both get to the next level? Right. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree. But then you, that also ties back to your girl code, even for business. Yeah. You have to understand where to, to sever ties. And not all partnerships are good partnerships, and there are some partnerships you shouldn't enter into because yeah. you are friends, and you have to tread carefully when in business with friends, because you yeah. have to learn how to place Let's those boundaries. Another time. Yes, you have to Let's learn how to place those boundaries. Yes, and I'm going to tell you this now, with my, my other co-founders, we know each other, but we're not friends, we're business partners, it's a difference. So, I haven't really done too much business with personal friends, because you're right, you know, you have to know who you can do that with as far as a personal friend. Because yeah. friend, personal friendships and business don't always work. you got to know 
And if you're right, you have to have, you have to do business with people that have that same type of mentality and that same type of drive and effort that you have. So I'm very careful. I haven't had that yet with the personal friends and business. But if I had, I'll be very careful because I don't want to ruin a personal relationship. You know, a personal relationship versus a, a business, how I am in business is way different than how I am in a personal relationship. Because yes. business, mindset, type A, I get it, you know, I get it done. Friendship, that's different. It's two different hats. <laughs> I agree. We can understand each other on both of us, I'm fine, but if you can't handle that other side, then we just need to stay friends. <laughs> I agree. Right. Yeah. I agree. And it's, I wrote a blog, um, it's on my website called uh, Mesh or No Mesh, Friends in Business. Because yeah. I know a lot of people who become involved in a whole lot of things without thinking that the concept will be good and that they share the same things when they, when they start drafting things together. Mm-hmm. And they realize, well, we don't share the same vision for what we each want. And their ideas are different. Their work structures and what they feel like they want to bring in is different. One may not be able to bring in the same thing as the other. And that person has to be okay with that up front. When they're not okay with it up front, then problems happen in business that ruin friendships. And so if you're not careful or, and I think sometimes Two people understanding that they cannot be in business together, they can salvage that friendship if they're mature. And they can pick the friendship over the business. Right. And you're right about that because you just have to have that mentality and be able to understand. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna do friend a friend a business with a friend, a, a very close friend, then you gotta be okay if that friend passes you. Mm-hmm. Some people can't handle that. I so like- right. You gotta understand if you can't handle that, then pick your friendship over your business. Or yes. just do business with other people that are not just your business partners. That's why it's important to have business partners as well. Business partners and friendship. I got enough friends. I'd, I'd rather have business partners, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know business partners will definitely grow. So yeah. the the other um, ladies that you partner with, are they just as fearless as you? Oh, yeah. They are. They have their own organizations as well. They're, yeah, they, they're, they're doing awesome. You know, they're also some, they're also my sorority sisters across the different um, chapters and things like that, but they are my sorority sisters too. But we're business minded women and we came together, we came together as business. Let's do this, you know. We have a vision, let's get together to make it happen, you know. Of course, you know, they're not my best friends, but they're not, they're not somebody I can't do business with. I knew them from where from North Carolina, where I'm from, but I have my best friends that, you know, I keep that separate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that. I think that's a, a great dynamic to have is where you have a partnership with people that you can have business relationships with. Yes. And you have the separate side is the friendships. And then there's that mature, that, there's that level of maturity to know the difference and how you have to handle each one. And yes. to me, that that's fearless in and of itself because yes. that's having that balance. Yes. Kind of helps with a lot of anxiety that you have to feel, especially in business yes. or anything else, because you don't necessarily have to walk on eggshells because time is money and wasted time is wasted money. It's kind and of- then also, the difference is if you, you know, when you're dealing with business partners, how it comes out and, you know, the business business. When you're dealing with personal relationship, friendship, and you're doing business, sometimes they can't handle your business side when it comes out that this is what we're doing, you know? This is my perspective. They might not like that because they're not used to seeing you in that that space. Mm -hmm. So you're right. If you're not mature enough to be able to be in business together, pick your friendship over that. Please pick your friendship over that. Yes. I hope that's a part of your girl code. 
Oh, it's in that book. It's a lot of codes that you can read. I, I can't wait until it come out. There's, a, there's so many different codes in that book, and I'm so excited because I really think it's going to help save a lot of friendships. And we're going to have some more codes, volume two, and all that coming out because it's needed. We yeah. have to understand that. You know, we have to. I, mean, I think it'll save a lot of friendships. <laughs> if we, do you have a timeline for yourself when you'd like to launch? Oh, we're coming out in January, January 9th. Oh. 2019, okay. yes. Oh, so you might get the tail end of it. I can't wait. It's on my page. I launched it on my Instagram page and my Facebook. So we launched it a couple weeks ago. We're getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this is volume one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is there a digital copy or is it, just, is it hard copied or? It, you or you know? can, you'll be able to buy the ebook or you can get a signed copy from me. So however you would like to do it. Yes. Oh, okay. Is it, a, so it is not a, a actual hard book that you can just go and buy? Well, you can. So we'll have the ebook on Amazon, and then of course I'll have the signed copies you can get from me, and then we're gonna put some hard copies on there too. So, vice oh. versa, however you want to. All right, all right. I'm I'm excited about that because I'm I'm curious to know all the girl codes. And it's so it's so awesome because it's because I, like I said, I, I'm the I wrote about teaching the code, and there's some other authors. And authors from many different walks of life, doctors, mm -hmm. you know, from di many different walks of life, from different ages. So it's just a great book. From di many different acts, from many different levels, and which I think makes it even better. So, so after this book, what's next? You know what? I never know. I'm always working. You know, but I'm big on this, and I'm sure you can agree with me. I move in silence, so I don't speak on it until it's done. But know that it's some great things ahead for 2019. Then <laughs> I think that's what in, that's what inspired me to do a vision board brunch today. It was I only decided just sometimes things come to me, uh -huh. and then I just act on them. And I said, you know what? I have a a very good group of ne a network of women. Yeah. And when we talk about getting ready to come into 2019. I said, you know what, let me just do a vision board brunch. And I had never did a vision board brunch before, but I wanted the women around me to be, who are ambitious, who's just as ambitious as me, but start to formulate what they want for 2019. It's like, where do you see your life in 2019? And I said, I'm going to have another brunch at the end of, in December next, in next year so that we can see what you've accomplished. And I said, all of them I follow. I said, I'll be following your, you know, your vision of what you wanted to want, what you expect to get the, you know, get out of 2019, have milestones, accomplish these things, you know, big or small, I want to be able to champion them and stand behind them and push them when they become fearful or say, oh, I can't do this or, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling like myself. I'm going to encourage you to push forward because these are the goals that you want and there, there's a foundation for it. And I told them, I said, I'm not trying to look out two, three years. Let's focus on 12 months. It has to be meaningful. And I'm sure you've heard of the SMART, you know, having SMART goals. SMART goals, yes. Yes. And so I told them, I said, here are all this, this you know, the SMART goals for it. Um, and these, this is why it's important. Mm -hmm. And so they had some, I mean, there's some incredible, incredible, absolutely incredible vision boards and I, I can't wait to see for them more so than myself. It's weird. I can't wait for for them to see their vision come to light. I mean, I'm a person. I'm, I'm like you. I'm always doing something. Right, right. Creative. We're creators. That's what we do. We create. Yes, yeah, so I'm always doing something. Uh, whether I'm, it's moving in silence or it's moving out loud. Um, but yeah. I sometimes put it out there that, you know, I do, I travel a lot, I do a whole lot, but I let people know I'm human too. Sometimes I'm sitting in the house, I'm grading papers. There is 
fun, and then there's work. Yeah. And you can have both. You can. You can balance that, yes. You can have both. And so I tried to show that part of my life mingled in with all the fun, <laughs> fun that they see. But I, I think that when you really love something, and you would, you can, I'm sure you can understand this, when you really love something, yeah. it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's like right. work. Right. It's less like work. So tell me some ways that, you know, you find balance between your, your, all your business life and then your personal life. I mean, do you get a chance to get out as much, take care of yourself? I mean, how are you striking this balance? Of course, um, having that spiritual life with God, having that relationship with him, that's the first thing I tell anybody, you know, I'll, you know, everybody has their different things they believe in, but I believe in God. And so I have that relationship with him because I can't do none of this without him, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how, that was, that's what keeps me going. And then of course, having, being able to work out, working out is good. Your health is important. You can't yes. do this without that mental state. You got to have mentally is important to get to keep your mental right and be able to work out and keep you know keep yourself healthy. So doing that and of course you know Bible study and going on and I have fun with my friends. I travel too. I, like I said, it's good. You have to have that moment where you can step away and have that balance and then go back and work harder. You know, so mm -hmm. I do have that balance where I travel and I hang. You know, I go hang out or you know go to have wine out or things like that. So I think that's important to have that good balance. And I don't do everything that I do every day. I have different days for different things, and that's called time management, right? So yeah, yeah that's how I handle that. And that's how I'm able to do it because I'm a thing. I'm a big believer. I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. So. I, you know, I, I'm a corporate American, I'm an entrepreneur, and I, it's nothing, if I want to do it, I'm going to go for it, you know? Yes. I'm going to go for it at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. So let's, let's rewind a little bit, because you're got, you've, to this fearless place now, is this a, was it a transformation for you? Or I've always been. been this fearless, but I mean, what <laughs> really, well, I mean, do you, because sometimes before we step out into the public fearless, something has to push us there. Yeah. So yes. what, what, was, what was it that pushed you there to go public with being fearless? As far as writing my book? Or just being fearless out loud. Well, I've always really been a fearless person, but I've had some moments in my life, and I talk about it in my book, many different things that I went through in seasons, friendship, toxic relationships, you know, uh, loss of my grandfather and my father battling cancer and things like that I went through. I even had an episode um, in my younger days in, you know, in elementary school bully. And I went through that. I was a victim of bullying. So being able to, and it was just, you know, out of nowhere, you know, you know, kids, you know, sometimes kids pick on you because, hey, they're unhappy, right? So I was a victim of that. So I'm, I've always been a fearless person. I've been a go-getter that wanted to go, that I'm going to do it regardless of the odds that are up against me or what may come against me or whatever season is going on. So, yeah, I would say that I've had some seasons in life that, you know, I was guaranteed to know that I'm going to do it regardless of what's mm -hmm. against me. Uh, and I'm not going to let nothing stop me, you know, regardless of, you know, whether I'm a big bubble here for bullying or whether, you know, um, when I went through discrimination in corporate America as a black woman in a second level position, I talk about that in my book. I went wow. through a couple different seasons of that, you know, and not because of my, you know, because of the color of my skin. Yes, that was one part of it. But another part was at that time, because I'm older now. That was when I was first getting into my career. They thought I was too young then, you know, and I always tell people, you know, there's going to always be a day, right? And I had to realize while I was there, because I'm a regional VP of recruitment now, but mm -hmm. I would have never gotten to this position if I wouldn't have went through those storms and seasons that I went through. And you still, and you still face it in corporate America. We don't want to talk about it, but it's there. 
you know, it's there. And I had to fight on my knees and I had to understand my passion and my purpose while I was there. Because mm-hmm. it was two ways I could handle this. I could let them put me in a box or I could, you know, speak with my results. And I spoke with my results, right? Because it's one thing I know that no one can take from you is your work ethic and your right. education, right? They can't take mm-hmm. that from you, right? And right. understanding that, that my, my purpose for being there was not for them. That was for me to save those schools millions of dollars, that company I was with, millions of dollars, and turn those schools around. That was my purpose, understanding while I was there and that the picture was bigger and yes. that that season was not for me. It was for someone else. Because I would not be able to share my story today if I hadn't went through some of the things that I went through as far as the fears. And I think that was one thing that I tell everybody, that, you know, storms come and develop us, and we have to be able to endure those things. And we can't react. You know, we can't yeah. react and we have to um, push through that and ignore those distractions. But I, my, my brand, is, you know, of course, my name, Ashley Little, but it's to help women understand that you have a voice and you have power because I've been through that when I try to silence you. You have a voice and you have power and you have more power than you think. You don't have to react in the stereotype way. No, it's a professional way to handle it, you know, but you still can have a, you still have a voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that yeah. that is very true, and so even it's amazing that you you even you address in your books. I'm gonna have, definitely going to have to you know go back and get all the <laughs> all of the books. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know you wrote that much um, when you talk about bullying, because I think that is that is one of those things that have people living in fear a lot longer. Yeah, and for you to talk about that and address that in that, in your book. Was this when you were a lot younger in grade school or was it more so as, you know, so early in your career that it was some kind of some form of bullying? Because to me, some some forms of discrimination to me is bullying. Well, it was more so in, in grade school. I went, okay. there, you know, and that's why I have a heart for any, any, you know, that now for kids that are going through that. I have a heart for that, you know, because I was a victim, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think it's, it's definitely has gotten worse now because kids are killing themselves. You know, it's 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 a lot of peer pressure. It's a lot of things that are issues. They're taking their lives, and at that moment, I'm so thankful that you know, and when I was growing up, the way we handled it was, you know ignore that you know and I'm thankful for the parents that I had and the faith that I had you know to, mm-hmm. to know that these people are just unhappy people you know and that's why people do that because they're unhappy with themselves or they're jealous or you know things like that but um now it's just it's really gotten worse you know so yeah and if you don't get out of that and you don't have that support system and and you don't know that this is not going to happen to me and you don't have that mindset I'm going to still push through and I'm going to ignore that then it will paralyze you and it can take over your life you know yes oh I definitely agree and I think that um technology mm-hmm. the changing of technology has made yes. youth more insecure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it has given them a different perception of what living should be because they now if they don't have what they see that everybody else has all across all around the world they internalize that that they're not good enough right 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 that bullying you know makes it that that makes them a a better more of a target for bullying or makes them make them want to bully yes 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 and that's unfortunate i mean because i mean you see a lot more kids now 
and it, it, and also say it could it could have been happening before, but you see a lot more kids now committing suicide. We don't know before social media. Right. 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 Because it wasn't a lot. There's a lot of things that never went reported. And so when we even look at all of the people getting shot and the, you know, the discrimination and the inequality and the abuse, if people don't talk about it, it's almost as if it does not exist. It's been existing. I think that technology has made it transparent. Yes, it made it more open to more of a conversation. You're right. Because without that, before, it was hidden. It was brushed under the rug. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, and, and that's, I think that's just a terrible thing, a, a, a heavy, terrible thing. So let's talk about your first book. Okay. What, made, what inspired you to just step out there and start putting stuff down on paper? What was the, what was the source of that inspiration? Well, with this book, my first one, Dear Furious, 18 Powerful Lessons right here of Living Your Best Life Outside of India. And so the visionary author, Tiana Patrice, has this million fearless movement. I had been following her for a while. And this last past year, I was like, why not? You know, let me, I got a story. And I'm a very private person. I'm not going to sit here like I'm not. I am. But I knew that I had a story, right? So I was like, you know, it's time to tell my story. I knew that I had some things and, you know, some stories that I could tell that could help someone else. And my goal was if I can help one person, I'll be fine. And I'm so thankful that I've been able to touch people all over the world, men and women. You know, and I'm a best-selling author as well. So being able to touch people and men and women that are going through different things that I talk about in my story. Because mine is different. You can't have my power. That's for the person that puts their clothes on every day. They're smiling. They're a strong person. But we're hurt. We hurt too. And you yeah. don't know because we're strong. And we're going to, we're fighters. We're fearless. We're going to, we're going to get it done. We're going to get all everything else going on around us. But. We, we got, everybody has a process. And that's why I tell yeah. people, don't be afraid of people's journey because you don't know the process that they had to endure to get there. And I think people miss it. They see the accolades, they see the accomplishments. Yeah. But you don't see the seasons where I felt like I was going to lose my job. You didn't see the seasons of rejection or did I, you know, not being wanted, you know, being in boardroom meetings with people the same people that wanted to fire me. You didn't see those things. You saw the accolades. You know, and I think people miss that. And so that's what my story is about. And it's letting people know that, you know, you push through, you know, you didn't see the season where I was going through uh, discrimination and my father was battling cancer. And when I lost my grandfather to cancer, you didn't see that, you know, you didn't see the friendship that I lost along the way, you know? So I just think people have to, you know, that's why I say be very supportive of people and just embrace that and be happy for people when they get there because you're comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter eight. Oh, yeah. You don't know. You don't know, right? You don't know. So this book was a relief for me and it was me able to share my story. And I'm just thankful. But there's a lot of people. I was on a panel yesterday. I was speaking on a panel, and I spoke about fear in corporate America. And the mm-hmm. name of the, the organization is Corns Over Gossip. I posted it on my page and on my Instagram, and I had a little thing where I was talking about some of it. And I was talking to the ladies there, and I was just letting them know that, you know, you got to step out there, you got to jump, and you got to ignore the distractions that are coming behind you and to support people because you can't compare yourself. Stop comparing yourself because you don't know what, that, what chapter that person is on because you're, yeah. you're so busy comparing yourself, right? So, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I can speak on this subject all day. And it was a relief for me. It was definitely great. And I'm just thankful that there's a lot of people that are suffering in corporate America right now. There's a lot of people that are not talking about it. And they're going through some of the same thing. And they don't know how to handle it, right? Mm-hmm. But yesterday, 
we were able to talk about that. So I think these conversations need to happen more. It's a way to have them, but they need to happen, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about the release from your book, the, the yeah. release you felt getting mm -hmm. things out there. Mm -hmm. Was there any apprehension about what was you were putting in the book? You As in, I don't know if I'm telling too much, should I put this much out there? Or was it automatically just a feeling that you, you had to get it out and there was a purpose for you getting it out? Well, my purpose was to share my story, to be able to help someone else. You know, anything that I talked about in my book would be able to help someone else, you know. And um, I wanted to always make sure that I got it out, you know, different things that I wanted to talk about. But of course, I'm going to do it the right way, too. You know, I'm not going to talk about the company. I'm not going to, you know, I'm a people professional at the end of the day. But I'm going to get my point across because I want people to understand that when you go and do different things, whether it's corporate America or wherever, it's a way to put it out there, right? Mm -hmm. And just talk about corporate America. At the end of the day, I'm not bashing anything, but I'm talking about a, a real-life topic that's mm -hmm. going on, right? And I'm not going to talk about the company. I'm not going to talk about who did this. I'm going to talk about it from a standpoint of a way, a solution of how I handle it and how we can endure and how we can get through it and still get to the next level. Because I think a lot of people look at different uh, things and they feel like they can't get there because of this season or that's going to stop us. Because I had those, I had those feelings. Or that's going to stop me from getting promoted. Or am I going to feel, you know, what they're going to think of me, right? But we got to look and see that every every process every part of my life is helping us get there and you still can get there right you still yeah. can get there and you want to go through those bumps right it's preparing you and i would have never stepped out into entrepreneurship honestly if i wouldn't have went through those seats i'm gonna be honest with you and that's really what pushed me out there to wanting to retire myself in corporate america you know but i tell people don't look at corporate america as like oh we just ready to leave the day because we just tired of it. Look at while you're in those boardroom meetings, while you continue to move that corporate ladder, take what you're learning in corporate America, right? And look and, and, and take those strategies and you stuff that you're learning and figure out how you can make you can make a million dollar company. Take what you're learning, how they how they became millionaires. And that's what you do in your company. So utilize the resources. And everybody is not going to be a full-time entrepreneur. You, some people are going to do corporate and entrepreneurship, and some people are going to transition. So take what you're learning and utilize it towards your business. Because they obviously was doing something right. They're million-dollar companies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what? I think people see a million-dollar company but miss the million-dollar work. Right. You don't want to put the work in, but you got to put the work in. You got to. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I balance between, you know, government. I'm a government employee. And then I balance between between being an entrepreneur. Then I'm a professor. Also, I'm a board chair. <laughs> right. Come on. Okay. You're doing a lot, too. I, got, I have a whole lot going on. And then I'm still, I've been terribly, I feel so bad about this. But I, then I still, then I feel bad about it. But then I don't feel bad about it. Just writing my own book. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, I release it when it, you know, when I'm ready to, as the things pour out of me and I'm discerning what should I, how personal should I get and what should I put out there? Yeah. I, I will finish it. I've, I've been on 37 pages for like the last six months, but I've here again, I've been writing for business and I've not really taken the time to write personally. Um, my goal is to hopefully finish by the spring, you know, but I'm fine with it because I'm, I'm, I have my, I'm on my own journey and I feel like I'm learning a lot ahead, you know, ahead that I can put into my book. The passion in, in terms of what I'm learning from you and I'm learning from other, you know, people who inspire me 
And I'm like, okay. And you can also see how personal people get because then it helps you be more open and more honest about what you put out there. I yes. know a, a good example. I, I read Gabrielle Union's book and was like, wow. Yeah. She put a lot of out. She just laid it all out there. I consider that just fearless. Yes. A hundred percent fearless. Michelle Obama's book, a hundred percent fearless. Even uh, what is it? Tiffany Haddish book, a hundred percent fearless. I read Condoleezza Rice book way back a few years ago. Fearless, a magnificent book. So you can learn and discern between what's healthy to put out there in terms of your personal release that you know that you can, you know, help other people see that you're, it's not just you. Right. It's not just you. I didn't always get to be the fearless person that I am. I grew into being fearless because of situations and circumstances that made me strong. Mm -hmm. And when, you, when I go back and I look at my life and I'm like, well, shoot, I made it this far. And I didn't think I would, but I did. Right, 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 right. And it changes the way that you think. So I commend all of your efforts and the and what you're putting out there already. And you're just, you're putting it out there. I'm, that's why I said I, I, I have a lot of really, really great friendships. Yeah. I've let go of some friendships unapologetically. Right, right, right. Uh, but I also am comfortable. I'm so comfortable in my life when friends just fade. And, but they're still present. Right. And, and I like those friendships, too, because I still check on people. I still check on them, but I don't have to engage with them all the time. Right, right. And to me, that's, yeah, they're, that's my way of just not necessarily letting go, but not necessarily letting them in either. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a, a huge social circle outside of work? I do. I do. I have my best friends and I have my friends and then you got your associate right so i do i i i, I don't i i don't meet a stranger i do a, i'm a social butterfly you know i'm always in a networking event i always tell people you close mouths don't get fed right so yeah. when i'm out there i'm making those connections i'm building those genuine relationships you know and yeah. i think people should do more of that um like I'm a co-host of the Tammy Collins Marquee Radio. So we interview celebrities. We interview, uh, you know, authors, entrepreneurs, business owners. So I meet a lot of people, you know. And just in general, I'm not afraid to get in people's inboxes or send them emails or Facebook like I did with you all. Because you don't, you're not going to know unless you put yourself out there. And if they tell you no, go on to the next person. You got to put people waiting for somebody else to create their seat at the table. Create your own seat. Create your own opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Do you think it's possible for women to have, you know, hundreds of friends, like friends? And I usually don't, I don't use the term friends loosely, yeah. Yeah. but you know, but, so I have acquaintances, but I have several friends and I see people post um, no new friends or I don't, I, my circle is small, yeah, my, is small yeah. and my, my position and my philosophy is new friends and new people, new opportunities, they grow you. Yes. Because yes. anybody yes. that's willing to challenge your thoughts, and I mean, and I'm not saying they have to go against you, but challenge your thoughts of how you view things and how you see things. And it's like, wow, I never thought about that. As they share their journey, I can either relate or I can learn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and I like what Michelle Obama said in her book, the three types of friends you should have. The ones that go ahead of you, 
the one that was with you on the same pathway, and it was the other one you go back, you reach back and pull up. Yes. When you go back and get So I'm a big believer in that too. I agree with her. But I'm also not against people having multiple friends. If you know those girls are genuine, then yes, that can happen. Oh, yes. I'm all about genuine friendships. You know, if you, if, I, I know people that have seven, eight actual, like close friends. Yes. You know, I do. Then I know people that have maybe three or four, you know, and then they have their friendships and they have associates, they have a mixture. So it, yes, if they're genuine, if you know in your spirit and yes. your discernment that they're genuine, then yes, that can happen. You know, I'm not against that. Absolutely not. No. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, my circle of friends is pretty huge. They're just yeah. in pockets. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of people. So I got my associates, my friends, my best yeah. friends. So you know, hey, I'm all about that because that's, that's important. We can't, yes. we need each other at the end of the day. Oh, oh, definitely. And I'm, and I have circles of friends. I mean, I, I don't have all my friends that spend time together. Yes. I have an hour with one group that that hits me in different ways you know emotionally mentally and spiritually and then there's the other yes. that you know on a different dynamic that we have things in common but all of my friends make up pieces of me and that's why right. that's all that matters yeah that's all and and so that i have tons of friends i have friends that i've had oh my gosh i would speak one um my friend kim who lives in maine physically we've never met but we have been friends. She's like my family. I love her like she's, I mean, and I've watched her kids grow up. I mean, you know, everything. And we keep in contact. We send each other cars. I sent her flowers for her birthday. You would think that we have known each other for a lifetime. And I think we've, oddly, gosh, I think back, we we started uh, interacting from a board, a you know, like a, um, like a health board, mental, like physical health board um, for infertility. And we we stay friends since like 2004 and we talk every text every morning a couple of times throughout the day every day for i mean i i go back at least eight years maybe every day and have never physically met <laughs> but hands down she is my friend she's my family and so it's amazing how someone, I mean, I can confide in her. I can call her on the phone and she's there. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So there's some. That's a story by, that's a story by itself. That's a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because when now her kids are like, I'm like, I think her son just turned 30. And I was like, oh my God, I remember when he was, she, she homeschooled. So I was like, I remember when he was just young and here he's now just growing up and and flourish and she is one that i i told her all the time she's made me a better friend yeah. sometimes i wish i can be half the friend to her that she can with me she doesn't forget a single date if i if i say oh i have to go to the doctor on this day it can be two months from now she will remember after my doctor or she'll Good luck on your appointment tomorrow. I'm like, wow, you remember that? We had this conversation like two months ago. That is awesome. That's that's, and that's friendship. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping you cover that in girl code. Yes, we're going to have different codes. We got different volumes. I'm on volume one, you're going to have volume two. Yeah. After this, yeah, okay. Yeah, girl code too. I mean, I, I'm, I've never thought about just having girl codes, even though I think every woman probably has some kind of girl code. Yeah, it's a, it's a many different codes. You got your seasonal code. You have your maturity code. It's different seasons of life. Once you read it, though, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's women from many different ages. Because it comes with that. That, that wisdom comes. 
know? Oh, yeah. What, what, what friendship at 30 might be different from friendship at 40, or it might be different from a different friendship at 50. You know, people have their different, everybody has their different views. So it's very good to see the unique perspective of people's uh, codes. Yeah. So, so your girl code book, mm -hmm. do you, do you, I mean, because that's totally separate from your fearless book. Yes. Or, or is it not? <laughs> it's separate. You know, in, in girlfriends, we're talking about friendship. That's what we're talking about. Friendship, that girlfriend relationship. Yes. So how do you, how do you, with your friends, and you're talking about girl code, uh, because I can imagine one of your girl codes probably being, you know, how to celebrate someone else's success. Well, it might not be in this volume. I got to look at that because it's a collaboration project, right? Oh, okay. So my code is seasonal code and it's other, other, other codes. So that's okay. why it's so it's a compilation yeah. book. Yes, yeah, a collaboration book. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, collaboration project. Yes, yes. Oh, very nice. So, you know, the season. We got women from many different areas of life. We got our, we got attorneys. We have, of course, I'm a VP. We got, um, you know, doctors, many different walks of life and their perspectives on the, the codes. Yes. And they have their codes they're talking about. That's why I said it's a very, it's a very good book because it's, it's not just from one, one aspect or one age group. It's from yes. different walks of life. Yes. Oh, that's from a different perspectives. Oh, that's really, that's going to be really good. Yes. And even yes. to even address a seasonal code. Um, yes, to, I'm talking about seasonal code, yes. Yeah, seasonal code is, is. I'm sitting here just thinking of different seasons because I'm, I'm going to be curious about how you, you frame that because I think purpose fits into the season. Yeah, can't wait till you read it to see it. <laughs> yeah. You're I'm, right, it's time, it's time to play the part. It plays a part, but we got. Yeah, I think the main thing is just knowing the difference between the two, the lifetime and the season. Is it? We just got to know the difference. I, because I, yeah, I just said we just got to know the difference. <laughs> when people leave, you got to be okay with. I think people that they get them bitter or they're mad because somebody's like, okay, it's time for me to go. Let them go. If they, if they walk out of your life, that means they're not part of that next level. They, if, they wait, if they're ready to walk away, yeah, we got to let them go. <laughs> they're ready to go. Yeah. So. so for seasonal friends, I mean, whether I'm not sure whether you cover in your book, but I would be curious in terms of how you view this. Letting go, not necessarily letting go, but accepting uh, healthy relationships that part. Like, you know, yeah, some friendships, you become so busy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so busy. And, and then, it just falls off. Yeah, you, you grow this way. Yeah, and when, when, I'm, when I'm talking about seasonal code in the book, it's a, from a positive, healthy perspective. It's okay. not from a bitter, because I'm, I'm all about positive relationships, right? right. So when I'm, when I'm speaking on the seasonal code, I'm talking about from a positive, positive standpoint. Because mm -hmm. like you stated, sometimes it just falls off. Yes. And you can't get mad. It just fell off. And that means that you all had different things going on in your life. I actually went through that. Well, we had different things going on in our lives. We just, it just, we grew, we grew apart. And yes. that happened. That happened. So what about accountability and effort? You said what now? What about accountability and effort? Because sometimes, you know, I, I'm also a firm believer and people make time for they, what they want. Yeah. And so I, I think back 10 years, well, when I was in my 20s, 
I would say it was so easy just to, you know, I became so busy because I didn't really understand life. Um, in my 30s, I started establishing friendships very differently than I had in my 20s. I think they meant a little bit more. And I entered my 40s that same way. Yeah. So my friendships mean a lot more. So I, I purposely make time for friendships that I would not have thought to make time for, or I, I didn't know how to make time for mm-hmm. in the past. And I'm in my 30s, and I definitely, like you said, look at it differently in my 20s, right? Yes. So, and that book is going to have women from many different ages mm-hmm. and walks of life. And that's what you're going to see how the different perspectives on it. Because, yes, it's different. You, you, you learn that. It's maturity with you, too. Yeah, and so yeah. even even with being fearless, is it easy or difficult to be and remain fearless in friendships? Yeah, because my thing is, you know, your friends should know who you are. You know, if y'all real friends, they all should know each other, right? And most mm-hmm. of my friends were all fearless type A people, and some people you might be a little type B, but most of them were type A. So um, we should you should generally be happy for your friends. You should be definitely be supportive of your friends and loyal. I'm very big on loyalty. So um, you should know who your friends are. So they should know what makes you. You know, if y'all are real friends, you know each other. So it shouldn't be those type of problems. Is what I say with that. You know. Oh, I agree. I just wanted to get your perspective on yeah. that. Sometimes you know. When women hear this podcast, and I'm go- I'm going to love this one because I mean, just having the conversation yes. about living fearless, I yes. am. I look at it differently because while I'm very fearless, my mantra is about being authentic. I think yes. that's what my handle is authentically me. What you yes. see is what you get. I don't think I was always like that. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to do. Um, I'm going to be one of the speakers at this wellness event in January in San Diego. And I'm talking about refinding yourself and there's no word of, you know, refined, but yeah, it's literally refinding who you are after you've let yourself go and you let yourself go for many reasons, whether it's marriage, you know, friendships to fit in work. Um, You have to learn to find who you really are before you can say, I live authentic. Right, right. You do have and, to find yourself. Yeah. yeah, and so I equate being fearless with being authentic for me mm-hmm. in sort of the same sense. And so when I do my, when I t- talk um, to the audience that I'm going to speak to for the wellness, because it's a mental health wellness, but I feel like finding who you are, living unapologetically, and really living fearless yes. Yes. is mentally healthy. It is. It is. You rid rid yourself of toxic relationships. And one of the things that I said, um, I put in there for the talk, I was telling my cousin is sometimes when people say, oh, this person is so toxic, so toxic, I would often have to ask them, well, if you constantly deal with this person, you might want to do a a self check because. You take yourself first before you find somebody else toxic, right? We gotta start with us first, self evaluate. How, what could I have done differently? Yes, correct. Right, because it takes two to play the show. It takes two to play the to play, you know, to play yes. the game. So what you choose to entertain. Right, you're right, you're right. And I think people look at toxic relationships just like keeping it personal. No, toxic relationships can be in your family. Yes. In your in, your, in corporate America. Yes. In your business. Yes. And personal. Yes. So it's not to a relationship, to a personal relationship. Exactly. It's in many different areas. Oh yes. yeah. 
I definitely agree. So we have a segment called A Shot of Herspiration. Yeah. So in this segment, I'm just going to, I would like to know what are your top three shots or tips for women who want to live outside of fear? What would be your top three tips for women? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to be uncomfortable. We do not like being uncomfortable. And I'm going to tell you, I have all, I, I was guilty of that. And I, it took some seasons and some storms to get me to the place where I'm okay now, where I can embrace being uncomfortable, knowing that it's preparing me for my next level, knowing that, it's, that I'm going to have to go through this, you know? <laughs> so definitely don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to fail. We're not perfect, right? Failure is part of the process. A lot of us, don't like, you know, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to have to deal with that. We, it's a lesson. Look at it as a lesson and learn from it and get up, dust yourself off and keep pushing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, do what you got to do to make your dreams come true. And my third one would be, don't be afraid to take risks. Of course, oh. I've taken a lot of risks. I'm going to say this, they calculate your risks. <laughs> I've taken some risks, right? Right? But don't be afraid to do it. Because yeah. We're never like there's always gonna be something going on in our lives, right? And something mm-hmm. I gotta wait till I do this to do that. No, do it scared, do it anyway. Because you're not gonna know what's on the other side until you take the risk, right? And yeah. even if the risk is not always a straight shot, learn from it. But you mm-hmm. would have never knew if you wouldn't have took that jump. So I think for anybody that wants to step out on their dreams or entrepreneurship or in corporate America climbing the corporate ladder, do it, you know, apply for that job, take that promotion. Speak up for yourself. Do what you have to do to get where you got to go and surround yourself. Have multiple mentors and coaches to help you. And I think that's what we're lacking. Don't just have one mentor. Have multiple mentors and coaches for, for many different areas of your life. And, and always get, seek advice from people who, who are where you want to go. Stop mm-hmm. seeking advice from people who have never been where you're trying to go. <laughs> they can't help you. <laughs> I definitely agree. With, yeah. with, with, with regards to a mentor, I was reading this book, yeah. and I can't even think of the name of it. This is when I was, like, marathoning through books. And I got to this one book, and I'm going to have to find it because I remember reading that people need three types of people in their life, a mentor, a sponsor, and an advocate. Yes. People need to learn the difference between the three because some people say, oh, I have a mentor. I'm like, yeah, but do you have an advocate and do you have a sponsor? And they're like, oh, but I have a mentor. Well, there's a difference between the three, and you need to learn them. Mm-hmm. If you really mentor, want to, I call a mentor, coach, and trainer. Yeah, because <laughs> your mentor and your your coach gonna pull some stuff out of you. Oh They're yeah, gonna your trainer gonna help you. You know, figure out how to how to get it all together. Yeah, right. And your mentor. That's, they're there to develop you, you know? Right. That coach, they're going to pull some stuff out of you. You're going to get real uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah, the difference between that was in the book is that when you look at uh, the mentor, oh, yes, definitely. They're going to grow and develop you. You have that, that advocate. Advocate is somebody that's willing to speak on your behalf. But a sponsor, a sponsor is going to make sure things happen for you because they're willing to put themselves out to make sure you have, whether it's out of their own pocket or somebody else's pocket because they speak on your behalf for it. So those three people are going to be your power players. And for development, definitely the, the having a mentor and a trainer, oh my gosh, and a coach. Yes. Now I got, now I'm at six, you know, six dynamic people I got to sit here and have. Now I got to go find me, you know. Well, you know, honestly, the same three, I just name them differently. It's the same thing to me. You know, I just name them differently. 
you know, because I, I still think that's the same, you know, in the same way, the sponsor, the, the advocate, and the mentor. It's the same. I look at the coach, the training, the, and the mentor the same way. You're right. Because that trainer, gonna, they're going to vouch for you. They're going to make sure that they help you get there. Right. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. And see, everybody, Ashley Little. Oh, my gosh. This has been amazing. So tell everybody where they can find you. You can follow me on Facebook at Ashley Little. Or you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Ashley A. Little. It has been a pleasure being on this show today. Yeah. It is opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. And this dynamic woman. And so, you know, for uh, her inspiration, you can find us. We're on several different platforms from iTunes, Buzzsprout, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher. We're now in our second year, which is amazing for us. And we're looking at doing more great things to grow the brand. And so glad that you took the time to be a part of it today. And for everybody else, stay tuned in. And until the next time. Enjoy. Patrol. Hey. 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 We off the patrol. Hey. 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 We off the patrol.